Good morning. My name is Fernando Freitas. I'm a PCA pastor and attending this church for the last three months. And I'm happy for being here to preach the gospel. And when I was teenager, that is a long, long time ago. But when I, I was a teenager, we loved to laugh when the American missionaries came to our church to preach and laughing how they uh, about their his or their accents. Now it's your time to you laugh. Please take advantage of this. Uh, Brother Schultz uh, mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about new resolutions or resolutions for New Year's. I think if not all of us, but most of us do resolutions. This year, I will lose weight. This year, I'll go to the gym every single day. This year, I'm going to be a good husband. It's not easy, but I'm going to be a good husband. But usually, unfortunately, those resolutions last a few weeks, a month, if it goes long like this. But resolutions is something that put us on the, on the track to be good person or trying to be a good person. But what I, what I think is the most difficult to our lives is to do good in a situation that comes against us every day, to be good for those who doesn't return goodness for us. For me, this is the most difficult. And today, we're going to learn from this little girl. We don't know his, her name. We don't know anything about her personality. But she's going to teach us something very important today. I'd like to invite you to read with me the book of Second Kings, chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. Even though we are going to explore the, uh, to all the, almost the whole chapter, but I'm, I'm going to read only the first six verses. Second Kings, chapter 5, verses 1 to 6, the Bible says, Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and, taken, and had taken captivity a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. 
she said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, take, take with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter, I am sending my seventh Naaman to, to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we are here as a family of Jesus Christ, sitting around your Bible, your, your Word, asking for your grace, asking for your wisdom, in order that we can understand your your teaching, and be ready to practice it. Be with us. Be with me. In Jesus' name, amen. We are always facing hardship in our lives. Different kinds, different levels, but always facing hardship. For, for one could be, be hungry, facing hunger. For other could be facing lose of job. For other could be facing struggle inside, inside his or her house with families, wives, husbands, Different kinds of hardship, but always most of us are facing hard situations. And in this story of the Bible, in, in, in the Bible, we see this little girl, her name, I don't know, the Bible doesn't mention. But the Bible says that the king of Syria, Aram, sent his army to Israel. And that army brought from Israel many people to be slaves in Syria. And one of them was this young lady. Did she, came, did she come with her family? I don't know. Did they kill her parents? We don't know. The only thing that we know is she came to, to Syria to be slave, to serve Naaman's wife. Who is Naaman? Naaman was the, the commander of the Syrian army. He was a powerful man. The Bible says that he is very uh, rega highly regarded 
and a great man in the sight of his master. He is, or he was, or he is a war hero. And he brought this girl to stay in his home to serve his wife. I don't know why. We don't know why. But I think that the young lady, she had plenty of reasons to feel her hatred against Syria, against her master, against her lady, against her mistress. She had full or plenty of reason for that. But for any reason that we're going to discuss about, she was, she had her heart, uh, how to say, she, she, she said her, her master uh, uh, sick. And she has, she, in her heart, she, she thinks that she should be good with him. And I, I think that her resolution for her new life is to be, or to be an instrument of blessing instead of be instrument of hatred. This is the the subject that I'd like to discuss with you today. Lose weight. Be good man. Be good woman. Be good student. Be good worker. It's a, I would say it's more or less easy to do. But to do goodness in a situation where everyone wants to humiliate you, everything comes against you, that is a hard resolution. And if this is something that most of us are facing today, before political situations, we have differences in our opinions, and some opinions divide us. I, I saw many pastors there in, in New Jersey, where I lived, share with us that they had the church divided for political opinions. Some offending each other because of political situations. Opinions about vaccines. For just giving some examples. In a situation like this, the Bible says that God calls us to be instrument of blessing no matter what, no matter where. And paying attention about this girl life's one thing that I learned from her is that we are calling for to be instrument of blessing in a situation you are in. In situation you are in. Resolution say usually we say when 
I reach this level, I'll do this. When I have a better job, I will do this. When I get married, I will do this. So, always, or most of the time in our resolutions, we are waiting for something to do something. Waiting for a good time or good uh, season or good occasion to do this or that. That girl, she didn't have that opportunity. She had to be instrument of blessing where she was in. She was, she grew up in a good uh, Israelite house or, or Jew house or Hebrew house because she knew about the prophet who lived in Israel called Elijah. She knew that. And she knew that he was a good man, and she knew that he was a man in the, uh, that was used by the power of God. She knew that he was able to cure. She knew that he, she, he was a powerful man in God's hand. But she was working there. Wasn't her choice. But she was there, working as a slave, as a serve, with no option to return to, the, to her country to visit her parents, her relatives, her country. I'm originally from Brazil. When I have money, when I save money, I, can, I have opportunities to go there to visit my brother and my sister and my relatives, that girl didn't have that option. She was a slave. And one day, a good occasion came. The Bible doesn't tell us details about, but this conversation came. Probably she was working, and the Naaman's wife mentioned that the this, this sad situation in that house about Naaman's leprosy or Naaman's sickness. And then came the opportunity that probably she was waiting for. Because in her mind she said, mm, if this man was in my country, of course our country is always the best. And she said, if he was in my country, probably he will be cured. And then this conversation came. She directed her, her idea to her ma uh, uh, mistress and said, if he could go to my country, he would be cured. Uh, that was a simple conversation like this. For, for sure it wasn't. Because probably she, the, the mistress was asking more information and, and, and she gave her those information and the conversation probably drew long. But th the point is, Naaman's wife came to him 
and told, about, told him about what she said. And probably she said with so certainty what she was talking about that convinced her about her assurance. And the, the, the Naaman's wife came to him with the same assurance. Go there. And the Bible says that he, he went to the, his master, and his master gave him uh, the, the freedom to go there in Israel to trying to find the cure. But the point is, instead of feel hatred in her heart, she take advantage of the good opportunity Instead of revenge, bring goodness to that house. My, fa- my family and I, we were missionaries in Africa for 11 years, from 1995 to 2006. During that time, we lived in Angola, and Angola was facing a civil war for 34 years by the time we arrived there. 34 years of civil war. We could see uh, hatred everywhere. We, we, we learned since the beginning that life worth, doesn't work much in a contest where everyone had to fight for their own lives. But despite the war and the extreme, extreme poverty, we had multiple uh, opportunities to see goodness there. Angola, on that time, was a very poor country. Even though they had petroleum, uh, oil, they had gold, they had diamonds there, but because of the war, the population was facing uh, uh, hardship, hungry, hate. For just because a, a T-shirt, someone easily could lose their lives. And I was professor of theolo- uh, systematic theology in the only seminary that they had there in Angola. And I was teaching about the attributes of God. And after a lecture about uh, the goodness of God, a group of students came to me and said, we'd like to make something different here. And they surprised me on the next day, on the next class, that that group of students came to me and said, Pastor, we'd like to use our own resources to help someone. But when I say we'd like to tell you about what they told me, we'd like to use our own resources. 
probably are not understanding. I'm saying students who had hardship to pay their tuition as they also were supporting their families almost with nothing. Our school had to give them a very good breakfast because we know that on the house or inside the house they had very little to feed their families. The main uh, meal that they had was the breakfast that our school was offering to them. So when they say we delight to use our own resources to help someone, I understood that they were saying we, uh, we are ready to take something from our mouth to feed others. That broke my, 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 my heart. And then they said, we already, we already have name for this action that we're going to do. They named this, oh, this is a direct translation, but they say, a hunger help a famine. 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 A hunger helping a famine. How they used to pay their tuition? They used to pay their tuition, bring chicken to the school, bring corn to the school. Some they could pay using cash. But most of the time, most of the time they bring something to pay their tuition. And then we used to buy that and put the money in, uh, in the treasure of the school. And my brothers and sisters... They helped a local congregation for a whole year with food. That congregation that was uh, receiving, uh, was uh, displaced people from the war. The, the, the city where we were living was safe. The the Air Force has their, have their, their base there in our, in our city, so we were safe, safe. So everyone was looking for come to this, the, our city, and that group of students, with almost nothing, they fed that people on that congregation. And the years after that, we always especially when I used to go there to preach in a Sunday, I always heard they were very grateful for the action of that church. It was a mark on that congregation. So this is something that we learned from that girl. She had nothing. She was a slave. She, 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 has, she had nothing. She had no opportunity to leave that house. She had nothing. She had no opportunities to be herself. She was what her mistress, mistress wants to, 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 to do. But she decides to be blessing in the contest where she was. But it was the Bible says, 
For example, Romans chapter 12, verse 17, the Bible says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Most people would say, Ah, God knows. God knows my heart. Yes, God knows, but the Bible says, even do the right in the eyes of everyone. So everyone should know that you are doing or practicing goodness. James chapter 4, verse 17 says, If anyone, anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's sin for them. So, the good resolution that every one of us could do for 2022 is being a blessing, an instrument of blessing. Bring mark, positive marks in the lives, in the lives of others. And the second, the last one point that I'd like to bring or from this text is the girl decided to be instrument of blessing in the situation where she was in, but also we are called to be instrument of blessing as an agent of transformation, to be an agent of transformation. Put your eyes on, on the base test that I'm using, 2 Kings chapter 5. But now is the verse 14. And the verse 14 says that the Naaman went to Israel and he went to the Elisha house and surprisingly, Elisha didn't come outside of his house to meet him, even though he was a very important man. He sent his, his serve to tell him to go to the river, to the Jordan River, and to immerse inside the water seven times to be cured. As you can read the Bible, or if you go home and read the whole story, the Bible says that he was very angry. What? I came all the way from Syria to meet this man, and this man didn't show dignity to come outside to meet me, to shake my hands. If he was a Brazilian, he would say, to embrace me as a hug bag. And he sent his serve to send me a message to go to the river, very small river. I haven't been in Israel so far. But I know that the, the Jordan River is very narrow. And he said, in Syria, you had a better river than the Jordan. Oh, our country is always the best. In Syria, you have two, two very good rivers, better than the Jordan. I could 
swim there. Why this is happening with me? And someone, I don't know, someone, a lieutenant probably, came to him and said, Master, if the prophet asked you to do something very difficult, would you do this? Yes, of course I would. He's asking you the easier uh, asking that she could ask to you. Go to the river. And then the verse 14 comes and said, So he went down to the river and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. After this story, the Bible never mentioned this girl again. But I can imagine her such, uh, satisfaction she had when Naaman came back with his flesh cured like a young boy. I don't know. The Bible doesn't mention, didn't mention what happened, the conversation, if he greeted her when he came back, if, he, if she freed her as a, a premium, the Bible says nothing after his return to Syria. But I can imagine how happy was she. And say, I knew that. I knew. Yoo-hoo. During my 38 years as a pastor, I have heard some people say that they are tired of doing good for others and getting very little in return. I'm not going to help anyone anymore. I give, I give, I give, and when I need, they turn their back, their back to me. I help everyone to have job. When I lost mine, no one was there to help me. Even though I can understand this frustration, but the Bible, and I, I used to call the Bible is the book of counterculture. Because the Bible teaches us everything against what I think that was right. If someone slapped your, uh, hit your face, our heart, our emotion says, hit back. And the Bible says, turn the other face. If someone forces you to walk one mile, I would say, now I stop, now it's your turn, come. But the Bible says, walk in the second. So, the Bible is the word of the counterculture. 
Everything that, he, that the Bible teaches comes against our will. Not our will, I'm sorry. Our nature. And what the Bible says about this? Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. The Bible says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for what the proper time we will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good for all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. What was the reward of that girl? I don't know. Probably she didn't get her freedom. Probably she didn't get opportunity to return to Israel. This is just my, my mind flying. But for me, the most valuable reward that she received was to see her faith in action. And to see in what she believed happening in Naaman's life. For example, chapter 14, or, uh, uh, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 14, she saw Naaman's healing. It was what she said, go there and he will be cured. Now she saw that she was right. Not because she was right herself, but she knew the man of God. And most important, she knew the God of the man of God. She knew it. She put her faith in action. That is the better resolution that we can do for 2022. Put our faith in action, knowing that our faith never failed. Because our faith is but in God. And God never failed. And second... As a bonus, she saw Naaman's conversion. She told him to go there to be cured in her physical body. And she returned with also her heart cured. As we can see in chapter in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 17. Uh, Naaman came with this resolution. Naaman, talking to Elisha, said, Your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices for any other God but the Lord. She was expecting Something to happen with Naaman. But two things happened. And the most important, his heart was changed. So as a conclusion, that young girl decided to leave positive marks on someone's life instead of negative marks. The girl decided to give Naaman what he needed instead of 
what he deserved. The girl decided to be instrument of blessing in God's hand. And for us today, what is the reward that we can expect doing goodness today? The greatest reward for us today will be seeing God blessing all of us in His graceful joy. Make resolutions. Resolutions are important. But according to the Bible, according to this girl, make the right decision. Being instrument of God, instrument of blessing in the lives of others. Let's pray. God, we know that we can do anything. We can't do anything without your grace, without your power, without the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives. God, help us to give, to do, or to decide for a good resolutions for 2022. But especially, God, we ask you for the wisdom to decide to be more and more instrument in our hands, instrument of blessings in the life of others. And as a reward, we can see more and more people come to attend the Old Saints Presbyterian Church as a result of physical cure, but also as a result of heart cured by the Holy Spirit. Pour out our grace on us. In Jesus' name.